No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Today we back in here with Uno, the MF and activist. D. How you feeling, guy? D. What's going on? This is our second interview. First time downtown. Feels like a million years ago. Like five, four. It was like four years ago, maybe three and a half. I don't know. No hair at ball head. Ball head hell shit. Totally different guy. Now you're rolling. You're rolling your own joints on here. Yeah, this man almost killed me last time I seen him. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it. <laughs> I gave him a blunt last time. I don't know why I was rolling you a blunt or whatever, but... Roll me the whole entire... They take no paper off that motherfucker. You smoked the whole thing, and you were kind of catatonic by the end of that. By the end of the blunt, I was dead, literally. I had, I had to leave, bro. I was going to throw up on camera. <sighs> that was a good time. <laughs> I wish I could go back and rewatch that, but if I were to watch like my old interview from a couple years ago, I would probably want to put a fucking bullet in my head because it would be so depressing watching myself do an interview back then. Yeah, definitely depressing watching I, you do an interview back then. <laughs> I don't blame you for saying that. I just don't want to see like what I was like as an interviewer like four years ago. I just I can't imagine it. But now you know for this interview, it's like I feel like there's this whole community of Uno stands online and Adam stands though. Adam stands too, but they, you know, that, that's its own thing. But like, you know, I had to reach out to some of my connects in the YouTuber world. I had to say like, yo, listen, I got a Uno interview. I know you guys are fucking obsessed with him. Let me know what you mm -hmm. need me to ask. Yeah. Cause we're gonna get in that ass. <laughs> pause, pause. Let's do it. <laughs> Not my ass. So what you've been up to, like how would you summarize what the past few years of your career and what you've been up to have been like? I would say um, I just evolved tremendously over the time. I grew older and, and my mental and the music, you know what I'm saying? You can really see all that shit on this album that I just dropped. Mm. The growth and development. Right, because you've kind of gone through a lot of different experimental phases. Like, you seem like somebody who's very much, uh, you know, you're still very motivated by the real art of making yep. the kind of music that you want to make, right? Exactly. I don't really try to fall into other people and pins when it kind of this music, but like at the end of the day, I still, you know, I still want to please y'all. Mm. Definitely, yeah, because it feels like a lot of the fans out there kind of feel like they 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 feel like Uno the activist hasn't really been given the shot or the spotlight that he deserves given the quality of the music, especially in comparison to maybe like other artists from a similar generation and stuff that have experienced crazy levels of success and stuff. I feel like to the fans, there's a certain amount where they, they feel kind of hurt by that. Like they feel like they want to see Uno win. And sometimes they, they, they feel personally aggrieved when they feel like you haven't necessarily gotten the shot that you deserve in their eyes. I feel like the fans just gotta got now speak on that shit more so it can be like a thing. Mm. Like the more the fans speak on it, the more it becomes like actual reality. You know what I'm saying? The people start feeling towards it. Mm. Hey, let me see a flame though. A flame. Flame, flame shit. Y'all got a flame? I don't got the flame. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't flaming shit. I heard you got the flame. No, I got the fire on me, but I ain't got the flame. There it is. Oh, so you don't even do the lighter, huh? You gotta be extra healthy with it. Bombaclat. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, so like, do you feel like you've been, like what has kind of maybe held back the progression? Because I see people who sort of want to blame it on like 
the idea of you being blackballed. I see people trying to blame it on the label thing. Uh, from your perspective, what has sort of stood in the way of you maybe accomplishing or getting to a higher level in terms of the music industry or the rap game? I just got to put out that right, that right one. Obviously, I ain't been putting out the right one. You know what I'm saying? I can't blame nobody for it. I just feel like when that motherfucker hit, it's going to hit and it's going to take over. I feel like I'm on the breaking breaking point right now, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So go back to this album and, and y'all tell me which one y'all think is the one that's gonna take it over the top. Cause it's definitely on this album somewhere. Okay. We just gotta find it. Do you feel like you know when one of your songs is gonna be a big hit or is it kind of something that's gonna surprise you? Nah, I know it. Like, it's something you know, it's like, you know when you good at something. Like, mm. like you been in an interview or something like, you know you're gonna do a good interview regardless on your half, you know you're gonna be straight, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes, you know, you were gonna do your thing, but then sometimes the, the lyrics and the beat mm -hmm. just combine to create something that's way bigger than either piece on its own. Exactly. That's what I did a lot on this album, though. Y'all really gotta check it out. I shit everywhere, Apple Music, Spotify, you mm -hmm. know, Tidal, SoundCloud for the OG listeners. Right. I told, I told my fans I was gonna retire from SoundCloud. Yeah, it feels like a lot of people maybe have stopped putting stuff on there like i remember when x, x put out his project like his first album and didn't put it on soundcloud and the fans you would have thought that he fully fucking sold out yeah that was a really big deal at a certain point a couple of years ago now people don't really care so much yeah i mean you always got easy and slowly but surely like but i feel like uh people just that, that just list this shit on soundcloud just need to get their money out just a little bit. Mm. You know, support your artists, you know what I'm saying? Niggas be giving y'all shit for free for years on years on years. Like, we just want a little support. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We got to eat too. That's real. Um, I feel like sometimes with the fans, though, doesn't it feel like the reason, the thing that they think or the reason why they feel like they thought you were going to maybe get to a bigger level is because you sort of came in the game more like industry cosigns from the beginning. Like you had like that, the what song and shit early on. And that sort of sets the stage where they feel like, oh, this is a big enough hit that his career is supposed to go in a certain kind of direction from you here. You know what's crazy about that whole little shit though? I'm doing more numbers right now than I did on that song at the time. Like <clears throat> I'm bigger right now than I was at that song when that shit dropped. Like it's weird. Like, even though that shit was so hyped up, it was just hype. Mm. Like the plays and the numbers wasn't the same. You know what I'm saying? As the hype, it wasn't the numbers and the shit wasn't as big as the hype in the song. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Right, because I mean, at that time, especially, it's like the fans are the fans are kind of easily fooled by big industry cosigns and shit, and they see you around certain people, and in their head, that means that things are as big as it might feel. Right, but people got realized. People live everyday lives, you know what I'm saying? One day might be later than the next day, uh -huh. you know what I'm saying? And I feel like on my album, I was really explaining that, like, every song different, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not feeling the same every day. Right. Sundays, I might feel geeked up. Sundays, I might feel sad. Sundays, I want to fuck a bitch all day, you know? So I make music accordingly to how I'm feeling, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like the fans got to understand that even the artists go through regular problems. They still feel regular, mm. you know what I'm saying? Even though we getting money and all this, living better than others but at the same time we still had them lows and them highs everybody go through you know right yeah because i mean you're somebody who i don't think you're you're afraid to like live your pain through the music right and a lot of people just make boastful music and just want to tell you about their wins and they don't really give you the substance and stuff and maybe sometimes that could even sort of mislead the fans in the sense that they think that you 
you know, they, they think that you feel like a failure or something because they, you, you feel comfortable telling them when you're right. sad in the music. But I feel like, for me personally, that's the only way I can, like, even get anything out because I'm a person that hold everything in. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can be mad right now. You're not even going to really know. But if you hear the music, you'll, you'll understand what he, I was mad about that day or maybe that time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like for a lot of artists, the only outlet for them to, it's like a therapist. Like, the music be like a therapist like mm. that you can just tell everything to. You know what I'm saying? So that's really what it be. And people don't understand it. That's interesting. The real, the real Uno. So take me back when when you first came in the game, what was it like? Because it's like kind of hard to separate you from that original. Like we first found out about Uno as part of almost a collective of the twenty nine hundred thing. Right. Just see you around a lot of different artists and stuff, and that's been a big part of sort of watching your career unfold, just seeing how those various relationships played out. That's why I just kind of stayed, stood it back. You know what I'm saying? Took a step back because I didn't want to be considered with all that shit. Because I feel like personally, my music was way better. That's just how I felt on the inside. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like it was just getting clouded over with everything, the whole, you know what I'm saying, vibes and, and the settings and, you know what I'm saying? So me personally, I feel like I'll take a step back, you know what I'm saying, wait till the, wait till the demographic change up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Harness my sound, you know what I'm saying? Cause there's a lot of niggas that sound similar. So I want to create a new sound. So I'm doing that at the same time as letting this shit brush over, which it kind of did, low key. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because as time goes by, it's like people get less obsessed maybe with the idea that they want to see you around the same people that they used to see you around. Right. Motherfuckers feel like people who can I mean, I understand that. You want to see somebody together that they can't, like you originally lay eyes on. Like, right. Made you fall in love with them people being together. But it's like, just like you, you ain't going to have them same friends your whole life. Hell no. Shit happens. Even if y'all... Y'all can still be friends and maybe just stop doing music together. You know, just stop doing business together because it may have fucked up. So y'all just friends strictly, you know what I'm saying? It be like that. Like, people just got to, again, people got to realize that. Mm. As artists, you know what I'm saying? We, only reason why people got down, idolize us is because we're not scared to do what the fuck we want to do. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like as people, we all need to learn that. Mm. Don't be scared, you know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid. Just do what the fuck you want to do. And People gonna feel how they feel regardless. Right. You that fearlessness of like being willing to try something or do something that you don't have a one hundred percent assurance that the it's necessarily gonna react or it's, it's gonna do numbers. That that takes a lot of confidence and the fans sometimes reward that, but a mm-hmm. lot of times they might just totally miss it, right? That's why you gotta keep pushing it, putting keep uh putting it in their heads, like you know what I'm saying? Until they get it. It's like teaching somebody like you gotta keep doing it until they finally learn it. Like, okay, I get it now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Does it bother you? Do you feel like people ran off with your sound or, or made big careers or got credit for a sound that you were so, sort of early on? Nah, I don't feel like that. But I I was actually using that sound a lot in this album. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm not really going to say people was doing too much of that because I honestly don't know. I just know that on this album, I made sure I used that flow. You know what I'm saying? And when you say that flow... I mean, your music has gotten a little bit more melodic. You've experimented with different sounds over the years. I'm an R&B singer now, man. Mm. I had to take, you know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> it's only so much people can, like, imitate. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to keep taking it up a notch. And I feel like on this album, I just kept taking it up a notch and notch. Even going high, changing the pitches, frequencies of my voice, all that. It just show people, like, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? And I, it, it comes from me. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to 
looking around for some. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do you feel like there's a certain extent to which your fans just want to hear you say a bunch of shit about Zans and perks and make that kind of fucking music? Like, is there a percentage of your audience that just wants to hear that shit? Because that's a lot of the content that you were kind of coming with early on. I mean, I feel like I still dibbling, dabbling, in, you know what I'm saying, the drugs. Right. I ain't going to say which drugs, but you know. So I'm still talking about it a little bit. Mm. But I ain't going to lie. I used to be a drug addict back in the day. I'm talking about Zans every day, perks every day, mm -hmm. drank every day. You know what I'm saying? I, look, I feel like I look skinnier than my last interview. You definitely look healthier, I think. On yeah. some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like, I mean, if I talk about it, I talk about it. But that's not what I'm... I talk about what I go through every day type shit. Like, I only know how to speak real shit. So, like, if I'm not doing that shit like I used to be, I'm not going to be talking about it. Right. You know that, that can be tough for them too though you know yeah, they, they like you want to grow as a human being you want to be healthier happier etc mm -hmm. sometimes they're not really invested in that in the same way that you are but that's why it's a whole bunch of different artists for them to listen to for that mm. you know what i'm saying if you want to feel healthy you want to feel uh uplifted kind of the act way you know what i'm saying if you want to be down or whatever how you want to feel zand out go listen to somebody else right that's how it is i mean some people be on people tell me my music sound the best when they have drugs so i don't know Really? But Molly, though. People I mean, tell me my music sound the best when they're on Molly. I mean, everything sounds better when you're on Molly, right? Low-key. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sure Frank Sinatra sounds a lot better if I was on Molly, right? Ooh. If I was in a, that state of mind, everything's going to sound great. I'll be, yeah. when, back when I used to do Molly and shit, I'd be talking to girls about their jobs and shit. I feel like drugs just enhance how you're feeling, no matter what it is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You can be on the Molly band. Niggas be having bad trips on Molly all the time. Oh, yeah. do, you, do you ever get to a point, though, where you were like, I really need to, like, was there an abrupt moment where you're like, I can't really be doing drugs the same way that I have in the past, where it either caught up to you physically or some bullshit happened? Honestly, I just got down, just start working out with the drugs. Instead of just sitting down. <laughs> so you kept doing drugs, but then you were working out? I'm just doing activities, you know what I'm saying? It's not being a slob, you know? Just getting up, getting active, sweating the shit out. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I still be dimming and dabbing. I ain't gonna lie. For me, once I start exercising or eating healthy, then it makes me want to improve every other part of my life. So it's like, once I start doing a couple of healthy things, then it's like, I start thinking about the drug thing. Like, oh, I definitely can't be doing that because I'm focused on feeling better. That's just gonna take me I back a you, step. Drugs feel way better when you feel healthy. Like sometimes I be on drugs. Like when I used to, I used to be on drugs. Like I used to take a lot of, like uh, LSD and shit like that. Oh, really? You had that phase? I had that phase, major phase. But when I was doing it, I just felt sloppy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I felt where I was sloppy at, like fat, feeling fat at, you know what I'm saying? Not comfortable with the shit. So when I was on that, I was like, man, next time I get high, I got to be feeling good. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just started goddamn hooping, going to the gym, running, shit like that. Did acid like fundamentally change the way that you viewed your life, though? You know that, man. Oh, yeah. Come on, I had the biggest ill death in a rap game. Mm. That how I feel, you know what I'm saying? That's interesting. My shit a whole 360, I mean 180, other side. It's easy to look at a lot of rappers in the game and think that they have never experienced ego death, that they don't know what that is, that they fucking could use that big time. Like, you need to forget that you are what you are, or really you are nothing, but you're right. like out here draping yourself in all these fancy clothes and jewelry and right. girls and all the drugs, all this shit. Like, you're doing all this to sort of impress, create something, create, turn yourself into something. When, you know, Reality. stripping all that away will teach you a lot more about who you are. Exactly. The richest man in the room ain't never got no chains on. He ain't mm. never got no nothing on, cause he understand that shit don't matter. 
You know what I'm saying? He'll go buy a Walmart outfit every day of the week. Because mm. it don't matter about looking fresh. You know what I'm saying? That's Y'all trying to conform to other people's ideas. You're supposed to be conform to your own ideas. You know, you want to do what you want to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I see it with people where they're like, kind of normal people and they sort of get addicted to the hype and the clout and then all of a sudden like even something as simple as like okay two different things you could just be taking instagram pictures where maybe it's an iphone picture you see somebody you fuck with you take a picture with them whatever some people get into the mind state of every every instagram photo needs to be a perfect unbelievably professionally shot photo designer head to toe everything and them, lights, them lights is a motherfucker. To maximize the likes. But and what them the, lights fucking niggas' heads up. What's the point at a certain point? Like, wouldn't what's you rather point? be around somebody who's just kind of themselves? I ain't going to lie to you, man. I didn't see niggas yet. 50,000 lights. Go to the show. 10 people in that motherfucker. Mm. I didn't seen that with my own eyes. Seen it. Like, it don't matter. That shit don't matter. It's about the real life. You know what I'm saying? People got to understand about What's reality right now? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like once you get out the internet, you're gonna meet the person in real life, and that's when the real shit happen. You know what I'm saying? Shit only gets set up over the internet. Mm. The real shit happens in real life and reality. You know what I'm saying? So people gotta get into that mind state more, like, mm. and live and breathe, like motherfuckers robots right now. Right. Cyborgs and shit. Like if you were to take the next month and just really live your life to the fullest, you know, spend as much time with your family or your friends or whatever it might be, work on music, et cetera. But if you were not, to not post on Instagram during that time, the conversation about you is going to be so-and-so fell off, so-and-so yeah. ain't, like, what what he been doing? I ain't yeah. seen him, you know, like. But I always wanted to have that Frank Ocean effect, though. Mm. I always wanted to, like, I always wanted to just post up and when I post it, just be big because it's good. You know what I'm saying? It's good. It's good content when it drops, so that shit don't really matter. Mm. And in reality, that shit, honestly, if it's good as hell, you know what I'm saying? And you already got your platform, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? That's true to that. You cannot post on Instagram, but post your tape. Post a picture of your tape, and that shit gonna go crazy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But do you ever have those doubts of, like, if I don't put shit out for six months or if I don't do this for this long, the fans might just move along? We've seen fan bases move along throughout our time in hip-hop in crazy ways like someone to be super popping and you almost like literally see their fan base just transition to another artist yeah because they didn't inspired another artist he sounded like how he sounded at first mm. you know what i'm saying but i honestly had to go back to how i sounded at first and just try to maximize that you know what i'm saying that's mm-hmm. really what i've been trying to do going to my original sound but tightening it up you know what i'm saying making it sound crispier because mm-hmm. people gonna want to hear how, they, how you first count they want to hear how you first grab them it's gonna be motherfuckers that wanna hear you grow and shit, you know what I'm saying? But you still gotta grow and keep it the same at the same time. Mm. You gotta grow and be you. You know what I'm saying? You gotta grow into you, actually. Do you go back to your old music? Hell yeah. I really only listen to the old shit or the, the very old shit or like the very, very new shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like in between, I forget about it for a little bit until it become old and then I listen to it. Cause me, I'm gonna be honest, I ain't gonna drop a song if it ain't timeless. So it's like every song on my album kind of older. But it's like you listen to the song after a while, you be like, damn, that shit ain't that hard as I used to think mm-hmm. it was. But then you listen to the song that's all be like, yeah, that shit's still hard as hell. Like I just made it yesterday. They're the ones you got to put out because they're the ones that people going to listen to in 10 years. Sometimes the energy in the studio can be so good. That shit that all going to song. You think that the song is the best song ever, but then when you listen to it three weeks later and you ain't fucked up and you ain't around all your friends and right. shit, you're like... All right, maybe the same. It really be the ones you be sleeping on, like, damn. Really? It really be the ones that when you first make it, you don't think it's that hard. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm listening to it a couple weeks later. That shit hard as hell, like, damn. When you really listening to it, 
You know, it's like taking a picture. You just took a picture on life. You might see them same picture get posted like weeks later. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, damn, this match is kind of hard. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's the same. If you had a, a photo, you might look at it six months later and be like, man, that shirt is whack. Why yeah. the fuck was I wearing that shirt? Exactly. But then you see that photo five, six, seven years later. It doesn't matter how goofy the shirt might have been. You're like, wow, like that's a moment in my fucking life. Like that, yeah. that means a lot to me right yeah. now. Yeah. You know? It's historical, it's timeless. Right. In a sense. So what do you hear when you listen to like a, a teenage version of yourself or in your early 20s or whatever? Is there something that, that like what, what were the lessons that stand out to you that you needed to learn when you listened to your older self? I wasn't talking about shit. Mm. Like I was just rapping. Like I just remember all my friends just, and everybody's like, yo, like you hard as fuck, but like you need to start really talking about shit. Like start talking about your life. You know what I'm saying? Like start including that shit. But still keeping it the same way, but like just start including it. And that's when I really that's the lesson I learned. Like, you really gotta be real in this in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. if you just rapping, like shit ain't really gonna shit people can't really feel it, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like you not feeling it, you just saying it, it ain't really true. People wanna relate to shit that really happened because shit happens to multiple people, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. That's the biggest lesson I learned, like keeping it real and authentic and like just like really speaking your truth in the music because motherfuckers want to hear that shit. Mm. Motherfuckers really listen to music to get away from their problems, you know what I'm saying? So you really, it's it's like you got to speak your problems so they can relate to it and like that's how they get away. It's crazy. Right. You speak your problems and other people relate and they get away from their problems. Right. And if you go in there and just say a bunch of generic shit that anybody else could say, then they're just not going to be able to. Like, then you just like that? everybody else, like go listen to him. He said the same shit you saying, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? You want to goddamn speak your shit because people, nobody gonna go with exactly you go through. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So people want to hear that, like, damn, he really him. He not nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just go listen to somebody else. He gonna be saying the same shit as him. Right. That's what it's really about. There's a lot of pressure in the music industry though to like do things for the short term value of your career that you might not really think is the best idea in the long term. Is you have you ever like done things or? you know, sort of gave in to things that maybe other people in your career wanted you to do and then you ended up looking back at it because it's kind of, as an artist, you're building this like overall brand right. of who you are and sometimes if you were to go off and do something and then you sort of look back at it and you're like, man, like that wasn't the right But that's look. all about the growing experience though. Mm. That's the experiment. That's what scientists do. That's how they figure out what is what. They keep experimenting until they find that shit. Mm -hmm. They keep tries and errors. Like, I kept going through tries and errors until I found something I like. Boom, and I put that, all them bitches on the album. Mm. Oh, God. Right. Just keep experimenting. Like, you got to keep, I don't know how to explain it really, but it's like, you just got to keep doing it, bro, until it works. Keep trying something different until that works for you. Until you find your niche, you know what I'm saying? That's real. Um, does it bother you that the fans seem so obsessed with trying to figure out, like, what your relationships with are with various people that you previously worked with are? Uh, it really don't bother me because... I really just don't care for it that much. I really be in my own world. Like, I'm on my son Lil Wayne shit. And I just be in my own world, tuned in, locked in the studio. And so I was locked in this whole time and came out with an album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But do you ever worry that that's not good enough for them? That they want, I don't know, they want drama, they want explanation, they want they want something to hang on to like that? They gonna want something, but shit. My real fans don't care about that shit, so. Mm. Your day one fans is don't, don't care about it. So it's like. Why should you care about it? If you have those kind of fans that you feel like you don't have to doubt what they expect from you, then that's like about as good as it gets. Because I feel like... I don't doubt my fans, yeah. man. 
because the numbers is the numbers is still going up. Mm. The numbers is increasing. So it's like whatever they saying is good. If it's bad or not, it's good. You know what I'm saying? Because they talking. That's really what it's all about. Having stand in somebody's head conversation. Like you don't never want to get somebody too much because then once they feel like they know you all the way, that's when they stop. You know what I'm saying? You want somebody to keep like, damn, what is it to him? Like, what's to that man? Like, I don't really. I'm trying, still trying to figure him out. Mm. You still got it. You know what I'm saying? You still gonna try to figure it out until until you try. You ain't never gonna figure it all the way out. Mm. So you are gonna keep in tune. You are gonna stand tune. For sure. I remember maybe a couple of years ago that somebody told me that basically like Uno got shot. Right. Was that when you look back at that? Was that a really sort of fundamental changing point that like forced you to really think about what you were doing and where you were at in your life? Oh, hell yeah. Of course, anybody who, who that who that happened to, like, especially when you feel like it's somebody close, you know what I'm saying? Or regardless, it's like, you gotta just check your surroundings. Like, you gotta make sure niggas is really here for you. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you can't just be, a, you can't think of everybody, bro, like, re realistically. That's why, you know, growing up, you see them demographics be like, Ninth grade, all the fans. Tenth grade, less fans. Eleventh grade, three friends. Twelfth grade, no friends. Mm. That's really how it be. Like you know, what I'm saying you just got it. Cause the more you people really here for you, the more you see like what's really going on. And that's what I had to learn. Mm. You feel like you started moving. I don't follow niggas like that. Oh, you start God. moving around a lot different because of that. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to put myself in situations where anything could happen. Right. I start moving smart because I was just moving around like. I just move around like a little street kid, you know what I'm saying? Cause I ain't no shit just moving around with anybody, you mm. know what I'm saying? Oh, we lit together, yeah, we finna get lit. Mm -hmm. But as you grow older, you understand that ain't the way, you mm. know what I'm saying? You gotta stay on your, you gotta focus on you so you can get some money, you know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna be getting no money with just having fun every day with everybody. You gotta harness on yourself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the people who really fuck with you for you, that's gonna help you achieve that. That's what you got for. Especially as you become successful, all of a sudden you just become more and more of a target, more and more bad shit that could happen to you that wouldn't happen to a random person. Yeah, and I spoke I spoke a lot about that in my album. Just I was just touching up on basis about like you gotta watch who you call your friends and you know what I say keep close, keep your eyes on on your on your enemies, you know what I'm saying, and your friends. Like you gotta keep your eyes on both of them because you don't know you gotta stay you gotta stay to yourself. Almost. Facts. Um Okay, so, cause I, you know, I went back through my research and I seen an extremely old version of Uno the Activist in that first Cardi video from way back. Ooh, man, you had the flat brimmed hat on. I don't know what the song is called. Just, if you search Playboy Cardi first video, you're all in that video. Are you talking about the cry video? Uh, yeah, 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 cause it was over that old currency sample yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was hard. That was ninth grade. Act. Ninth grade. That was ninth grade. Act. Wow. So yeah. you, if you think Great about time. that, like where were you at in your life when, or what memories does that bring back? I ain't gonna lie, and at that specific time, I was really running, I was really, really running in the streets, like. Really? Really, like breaking into houses and shit, across the, breaking in and crazy across the, neighbor, the neighborhood, across the street and shit like that. Like, just skipping school, getting hot every day. Mm. Like I remember the first day in ninth grade, like eighth grade, I ain't smoked that much. Eighth grade summer, I started smoking. You know what I'm saying? On my birthday, I'll never forget it. I just watched my friends. It was my birthday. I walked home. I was like, hey, man, what a weed at, man? I'm trying to smoke. They looking at me like, you trying to sweat? 
You know what I'm saying? Boom. So I started smoking my, my birthday. Boom. Ninth grade came. I'm smoking every day before I get on the bus, facing them. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Face a half a blunt of mid every day. <laughs> so I faced a half a blunt of mid every day before school. Wow. Boom. I still do. <laughs> half a blunt of mid. That's my morning recipe. <laughs> I went to the school. The whole was like, you changed. Because you got that different vibe, different aura. Because my eyes red as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you look grown up. I don't know what it is, but there's something different about you. Uh, nigga looking. That's when you the outcast. When whoever the first nigga starts smoking is always the outcast. Mm. Until everybody starts smoking, then he the coolest one. That's so real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He the real. He the plug. You know what I'm saying? Everybody going to him for the guy. Right. That's basically how it was. Like, just one of the first niggas smoking, outcast at first, and then... Not everybody on my dick for smoking. You know what I'm right. saying? Shit like that. But that was ninth grade. How right. old were you when you first started to actually get some hype going as a musician? Like when you really started to come out to LA and be doing shit? Oh, like a year after I graduated high school. Okay. Like the following year after I graduated, I came to LA. Oh God. But no, when I was in high school, I was that's when I started buzzing, like locally type shit. Uh-huh. Like everybody know my songs at the parties and shit. I had this song called I Doubt It. Like, this shit going It's I ain't gonna lie, I play it right now, I still sound like probably, I made it like two years ago. Right. But that was my first song that just had every party. I'm walking down the street on Edgewood. I hear they playing it in the club. I try to go in there. Like, yo, this my song. Right. Buddy, like, yeah, that's what they all say. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so then, like, the following year, I just started getting more buzz, like, just dropping on SoundCloud and shit. I don't know, I really was just dropping on SoundCloud. Mm. That's really all I was doing, just in the crib. Dropping on SoundCloud. Right. And that shit just, somebody just found that shit like on some, you know, surfing the web shit. You know how motherfuckers used to be back in the day trying to find new talent? Uh -huh. And that's when I was getting like 400, 500 views. Nah. I was getting like probably like 2,000, 3,000 views on SoundCloud though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a lot though. Yeah. Well, as a kid, yeah. Yeah, as a kid. like excited. Excited as hell. And SoundCloud is probably brand new to you, too. But, like, that's, like, 2,000, 3,000, like, the first week, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, really going up on some shit. So then, my boy, 40 Ounce. I got tagged in hot new hip-hop shit. Oh, really? Randomly. 40 Ounce Van. Yeah, 40 Ounce Van. I feel like 40 Ounce. Shout out to that he the really, He the one who really kicked my career off. Like, really? He the one who really got the buzz behind me. That's crazy. Shit. There's a bunch of people that could say that about him. He was yeah, very early he on was, a lot of people. Yeah, he was posting. He was doing the playlist with I New Hip Hop mm. and shit. And like, he posted cut. Like, he was posting my songs in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And like, motherfuckers is just liking that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Views start going up. Like, I think I hit my first million that year. Damn. Because of 40. Oh, God. Shout out to him. That, was, to, that was like. That was 2016 days. That's wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? I graduated in 2014, and that was like 2015, summer 2016. You know what I'm saying? So like the final year after I graduated. There's a lot of pressure for somebody who's just getting that opportunity. They don't really know anybody who necessarily knows the music industry. You it's know? fucked up. It's fucked up because I ain't know nothing about nothing. Like at that time, I ain't think nothing about them posting me. You know what I'm saying? How new hip hop? Like I didn't think nothing about it. Like you know what I'm saying? Now I feel like I should have went harder mm. when I, you know what I'm saying? When I found out that, you know what I'm saying? All them blogs was posting me and everybody was fucking with me and shit. 
Because now it seems so much more obvious. We see like a new rapper every month or every yeah. couple of months who like gets a small underground thing and all yeah. of a sudden they're huge. And like that was like a new concept of like, oh, I'm buzzing on SoundCloud. So therefore I can just blow up from here. Yeah. Like right now, I feel like, like I said earlier, I feel like I got the biggest height right now than I ever had before. You know what I'm saying? As an artist, even Ooh. though, even though it was a big height back then, it really wasn't no hype. You know what I'm saying? Like, people talk about it now, like, yeah, it was a hype. They, Cause they remember, like, you know what I'm saying? But they ain't really go hard as it for back then. Like, they, sh they ain't appreciate it at the time. Right. They appreciate it over time. You know what I'm saying? But like now, it's like, they kind of appreciate it immediately almost when I drop it. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. Um, yeah, because I mean, do you feel, cause you waited a couple of years after you originally started buzzing to sign. Yeah. Do you, I, do I actually signed in 2017. Oh, so 2017, a little earlier yeah. than that. I never really told nobody I signed. This is the first time I ever in an interview said I, I signed. Oh, really? Literally. To Republic? Yeah. Right. It's the first time I really just ever came out and said I was signed to somebody. Did you always want to keep that under wraps? Did you want to be low-key about it because you felt like people would view it in a certain way? I mean, yeah, no, in a sense. Because it's like I signed to Republic, but it's not like I was signed to the Muslim. Yeah, he's going to be the focus. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. Like, he's the focus of the label type shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't signing no shit like that almost. So it just like, we just kept it on the low. Cause it was still, I was still almost independent in a sense with it. You know what I'm saying? Still gotta do my own, get my own marketing buzz and shit and all that. Basically. That's interesting. Cause like, essentially it's just like a yeah. dist distribution deal almost. The fans w think like, oh, somebody signs, that means that they're going to get gigantic and the label's yeah, going to yeah, make yeah. them gigantic. So then, like, that really increases the pressure that nah. the fans are going to put See, on See, motherfucker might sign for a whole bunch of money, like millions of dollars, but they really owe all that shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The less you sign for is really the better because you can pay that shit right back. And then now you just freeing that motherfucker. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then it's time to renegotiate. You know what I'm saying? You got leverage type shit. Mm. They ever try to get you to do anything that you thought was kind of goofy? Of course, but that's what every label gonna do. Right. You know what I'm saying? But was it like a lot of pressure? Like I know some people like the label really pushing them to do some weird ass shit. Nah, not like and weird as what? Like what you talking about? I don't know. Like do do a song with this weird ass person. Dre nah, 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 wear nah. a dress in the video. Nah, I don't nah, know. Nah, wear nah. a garbage see, bag in the video. I don't see, know. That's when motherfuckers be signing for them big ass budgets and like mm. they gotta do all that because like you signing for this and you gotta do whatever the fuck we want you to do. I ain't do all that. You know what I'm saying? We gotta calm, calm down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Cool little bullying. We bullying. Nice. We put out my music. That's it. <laughs> That's good. What um? When did Fawny come into the picture, and where? What's the status of you guys' relationship these days? That's one thing that the fans really want answers on. I really should put that on my album, but it's like we so much of friends that we don't even. You don't even think about it like that. Like it's don't even, not yeah, necessary. Exactly. It ain't really necessary. We don't get man, but it, man, that man just walked in my crib one day. Actually, <laughs> like I had, I was standing at this shit called Westmore Lofts. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Ruby Rose is actually standing there. She was standing on the floor. Uh, Top of my shit. Oh, you dated Ruby Rose back in the day? Is that what you're trying to tell us? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get him real quick. <laughs> hey, but nah, on some real shit. Shout out Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that nigga really just walked, knocked on my door one day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's how I met him. That's how I met a lot of people, though. It was like on some pretty proud shit. 
Was this the trap oh, house of sorts? People pulling up because you had something available? No. I honestly don't know why. I honestly really, you know what I'm saying? It's just energy. It's energy. Like, we used to be in the group chat with each other, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> All of us, we had the fake TSZ bus. I don't even know what it's called at that time. We were just in some a friend group chat. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I homie put us in a friend group chat. The nigga FaceTime me one day. I think I was sitting on, on the bitch back like this. He was like, yo, I'm pulling up. You know what I'm saying? We already had been talking. Like, it's like on some internet shit, but we was doing it through text message. Like, right. back when they had kicked before, you know what I'm saying? All this shit. So it's like, he pulled up to my crib. First day he got the, we go out to a party. We instantly get in the fight with the whole party. Whole the party whole party? Sh- I ain't getting in the fight. I done defuse the situation, but the whole party trying to beat him. You know what I'm saying? Whoop his ass on some shit. That man was just wild since day one. Like the first week I was with him, nigga was getting fights every day with just random motherfuckers. It was lit though, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you were young, you didn't mind. Yeah, you were up for the smoke though. Even when this whole party tried to kill him, I was up for all the smoke. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I really first met him. That's crazy. So has your relationship gone through any ups and downs, or has it always been pretty, pretty nah, cool? Still my boy to this day. Right. Shout out that nigga. His album just dropped. Our album's dropped in the same month. My shit dropped July 10th. Go check it out. Eight. Everywhere. His album dropped uh, on the 21st. Go check it out. It's everywhere. Clever one. Yeah, because, I mean, the fans, they they love seeing you guys together. Yeah. That's a big deal to them. But at the sense, in a sense, we was never really a group, though. And right. That's, that's what people always try to make it out to be. You know what I'm saying? And so us being friends, we just realized we ain't have to drop that much music out of nigga. We see each other every day. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So we can like kind of build our own careers up as individual artists. Mm-hmm. That's really what happened. So it's like people think we separated, but we never separated. It's like shit. Because that's such a thing for kids to do is that they just come up with like a crew name or a little click or whatever. Yeah. But as you get older, you start to realize like, oh, my friendships are not always as set in stone. So I'm not going to like make up a name for whatever it is and our friendship you are, is. You always want to stab yourself as an independent artist because motherfuckers going to start paying y'all as a group. Then if y'all motherfuckers gonna try to get y'all group deals, right. it's gonna be like 60, 40 type shit, you know what I'm saying? Like niggas gonna be tripping on the cuts and the face of the group and shit like that. Like right. now we are individual artists. We just fuck with each other tough. You know what I'm saying? Same with me and Lucky, like we just fuck with each other tough. I individual feel like artists. You, Fonny, and Lucky all kind of fall into a similar category of like artists that sort That's of because we hang out, so niggas right. put us in the category together, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? We kind of made our own category mm. type shit on some real shit. But you guys are like kind of early era, like SoundCloud rappers, quote unquote, right. but like still have massive respect then, from the fan today, bases and fan still, bases. But today, people still find that those categories, though. Yeah. To this day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we started some shit. Right. I feel like you, Fonny, and Lucky would be like the tour that would that people would really go crazy for. Yeah, I feel like. We or the do, project. We should do a tour like that. Once COVID's gone. Yeah. Because if we do a project, we ain't going to give y'all as many songs as we want to do. But if we do three separate projects, that's hella songs. Mm. So while we on tour, y'all bumping everybody's whole project. It's lit. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, okay. So the fawning relationship has always been strong. Um, were you you were super tight with D Savage for a period of time? And did that just not work out at a certain point? No, D Savage is actually still my homie. Oh, you guys are still tight? Yeah, we just did some falling out. But you know what I'm saying? 
he kept it real. We kept it real. We had to, we had our discussion about it. Now we we back to cool as fuck again. You know what I'm saying? Shout out D Savage. Well, that's good to know. Like you know, the the things could be made right. Yeah. You got thing, bro. Nigga died tomorrow, bro. Mm. Nigga don't want to just die like that. Period. You ever had that happen with somebody you got killed and then they were somebody that you were friends with, but then you weren't on good terms with them at that time? No. But, yeah, no. I know a guy who broke his back and we used to be cool. And then now There's some not niggas cool. that we used to be cool with, they die right now. I want to give a damn, though. Oh, yeah, that's facts. That's facts. Fuck I'm not going to be writing LOL on Twitter, but I'm going to secretly be writing LOL in my head. I ain't gonna be writing L about Twitter. <laughs> That's too much. Somebody might get sneaked. I see people get killed, uh, and then people are just clowning it right away, and I'm just like, oh my god, this right, is. But I ain't gonna lie. This is crazy. R.P. Duck, but that was going crazy on that man when he died. That shit crazy. I mean, all you had to do is read Duck's comments to understand how deep that beef is, and also how many fucking fans are just the out here just watching and playing along. They talking about. I ain't even getting into that, man. That conversation. Because yeah. it's like... <laughs> they right. might soak me in. I might say the wrong word. They right. might soak me in that shit. But it's people I respect who are saying things that I cannot believe. And then I just realize, like, oh, this is... That's the nature of where their conflict was at. Oh, God. Bugged out. Bugged out, man. He, he felt crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to stay far away from that energy. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... I'm trying to stay out. See, I'm already... You know what I'm saying? I got to stay out of this shit. Mm-hmm. That's real. Um, I'm going to read you this old tweet from you. <laughs> this ain't no diss, but I would never sell soul for the fame. I would never change on my family over pussy. I would never friend my brother's enemy. I would never talk down on family. So dudes, don't fuck with him before they meet. All that devil worship feeding statues is out. Yeah, would you do that? Would I do what? Would you hang with somebody like that? No. Exactly. I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. I will never do it. Hmm. Did that hurt almost worse to, like, what hurt worse, getting shot or realizing that there were people that wouldn't necessarily have your uh, have your back after an occasion like that? But the thing is, it's all falling into the same situation. I really spoke on that shit on the album, on a couple of songs, like, What Time to Be Alive, and I actually spoke on it, on the, even on the Lead Shine Die album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I appreciate it. It helped me make way better music than I could ever make. You know what I'm saying? Because now I really got real life shit to talk about. Mm. That niggas that ain't been through shit, ain't, you know what I'm saying? Can't talk about. I done been through it so I can really talk about it. And that's why people feeling me right now. You know what I'm saying? It helped bring pain out the music. People love the pain in the music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted to goddamn, I always wanted to experience that. So I even had a girlfriend for a period of time just to experience what love felt like. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, it, got, it actually got deeper than what I thought it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? I really got into it just, like, I want to fall in love just so I can, like, I done heard Thug and Jericho, they going crazy. Thug was going crazy in the music. I'm like, I got to feel that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I done fucking around, got a girlfriend, too, just to feel that, even with the heartbreak and all that. Was that hard to open yourself up to a girl like that, though? Uh, Not not her, though. Really not, because I, really, I wanted to do it, so it wasn't hard, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it's something I wanted to do. Right. It's like, it's different when you just accidentally do it, you know what I'm saying? It'd be hard, but no, nah, I wanted to do that shit at the time. Like, so I was, all, I was all in it. Right, yeah. It's hard to, like, you know, once you have had so many fucking thoughts in I your life, get, it's yeah. hard to, like, open up to one once you've treated 100 of them like shit. Exactly. 
but I ain't only I only had one girlfriend my whole life. Right. One serious relationship in my whole life. So like, I ain't even really trying to do all that and break hell bitches hearts and shit. Nah, we can all be free for the time being. Right. Nobody's anybody's bro. Could you see yourself getting into another relationship uh, at this point though, or like you, do you feel like your heart is open enough to it? Also, I feel. Nah, kind of, am I really saying this? Nah, we. Can say <laughs> <laughs> we talking feel, about love out here. I feel like. I feel like if the Shotty got me my standards though, like mm. Shotty, oh Shotty had met all the requirements I needed for. You know what I'm saying? It's like you gotta have your own job. Mm. You gotta have your own career. You gotta have your own car. Your own clout. You gotta have, you, you don't even gotta have no, man, <laughs> you know, I don't want you with no clout, baby. <laughs> you can have some clout, nah, fuck that, no clout. Yeah. But if you got it, it's cool. Didn't Yam say that you can't be fucking with bitches that have more than 500 followers? Yeah. Was it 500? I forget what the line was. That was probably gotta be more now. Yeah, that's exactly low. what you said. But that was like 2011, so. But yeah, I'd be on that. That's real. That's real. Um. There's a lot, okay, so I wanted to ask this question. When you did the Pizzy Pamper remix, was that you trolling certain people, or what was the thought process there? Is, it, is that someone you'd even want to troll? Nah, bro. You know that beat was hard as fuck, bro. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I just knew people was gonna say something when I hopped on it, but I really just wanted to hop on it because the beat was so hard, mm -hmm. and I don't really care for. I'm in it for the music, bro. Like, period. Other people did it, but they got all that shit removed for. Oh yeah. But it's cool because my shit ain't really get removed on YouTube. I feel like I got the only remix left. Yeah, I seen it on YouTube and I was like, how did this stay up? I feel like everything else of this beat got taken down at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but come clean though. This shit hard as fuck. It was hard, yeah. No, you did justice for sure. How do you uh, feel about fans leaking your music? Is that because that's something you've dealt with a bunch over the years? Yeah, bro. I, I be feeling like I'm one of the only niggas that get that shit. I don't even know how niggas get that shit. Bro. You really don't know how? No, I, just, I honestly do know. Niggas go to the extreme. Niggas go to the extreme to, like, dark web to get into to my accounts and shit. Like, the fans that we got, bro, is, like, the smartest fans in the world, bro. Like, real hackers. Like, the specific fans my crowd got, bro, the fans are crazy, bro. They hackers. Scammers. They all, everything, like, they get fresh as hell. You know what I'm saying? Get fresh as hell and listen to Uno in the crib. Get fresh as hell. Don't go out. Just be in the crib. Fresh as fuck for no reason. Listen to that. Just listening to leaks. Fuck it. I got to listen to more of this shit. <laughs> Boom. Hit me. They, yo, I ain't going to lie. The first time my shit got hacked because yo, somebody hacked no jumper. Yes. Twitter account. They, ha they hacked the Twitter and found your phone number or something? No. Ask me for my phone number. Oh, from the No Jumper account, ask you for your phone number? Yeah. What? But the thing is, they was always on the No Jumper account, but they didn't, like, they didn't really do much. Oh, so you they just that? had access for a while. Yeah, they, bro, the, I was God. talking to the nigga, bro. The nigga had access to hella man accounts, never really posted on that. But he might DM somebody on the low real right. quick and then delete it. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, delete, delete me, like, I mean, he DM me, like, what's your number? And I literally just had got your number, like, a week before. Because right. we just had did the interview. So I'm like, maybe he lost the number. You know what I'm saying? Right. Boom. Soon as I soon as I sent the number, logged out the Instagram. Wow. Instantly. But luckily I got my shit back. Right. Boom. Man. But they got once they bro from the from the Instagram alone, bro, they got to my emails. They got to my Twitter account. Uh -huh. They got to my SoundCloud. Then they got to my YouTube. 
Bro, they just like, I don't know how to be able to just link all them shits together. They just be surfing through that, like just hopping through all that shit. You know what I'm saying? But it was, but that's how they got some music. But everything that get leaked, bro, I swear to God, be old as fuck. The shit I never was gonna drop. Really? So really just do me justice. Cause this songs I never was gonna drop. And I'm surprised y'all like them bitches. It's kind of cool because then the fans who are really hardcore can see that shit on YouTube but or whatever. Kinda, but then they, like, that, if they go to streaming services, they're gonna see the shit that you put out. But it kind of fuck up the way you want to be looked at by your fans because now all the music is getting leaked. So it's like, mm. you know what I'm saying? They listen to odds forums, you know, even if, when you really just want to pull out this one forum, like, you feel me? Drake probably got hella songs that's bullshit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If niggas was leaked them hoes, motherfuckers probably think of Drake a whole different way now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that Drake shit never get leaked and he only put out a certain type of music, even though he made all these different type of music, you know what I'm saying? It helps his image. Like, he got certain image. Like. Mm. You know, it would be like, you know, if you're a boxer, you, you have your official fights, and nobody knows that when you're training in private, you could be losing your, your, your matches in private. Yeah. Those are the leaks. Yeah. It's like what yeah, you're your doing when you're whoop. training. And training. Then your ass whoop. Then your ass whoop. All day in training, but you don't realize the trainers really be the ones. Right. You know what I'm saying? Going to the ring. I didn't see a trainer hop in the ring and knock one of the bosses out. Mm. I don't see shit because his boss mm. just lost to the other boxer. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's real. Um, did you ever uh, end up talking to Yachty? Yeah. He actually followed me on uh, Twitter. We passed things up. You did? Me and Yachty never had beef, though. Because when you said I, we out here looking for boat, kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. I love Yachty, but I kind of like the way that sounded. I'm not going to lie. Bro, but everybody knows the situation called for what it needed to be called for. Well, that's you riding you know out for your friend, right? Bro, Yachty is on this man album. Mm. So how could I beef with him? Right. I got beef with a nigga. Damn, I was only beefing with him because he was beefing with my homie. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was just on some real nigga shit. Like, anybody beef with Yachty, homie, he going to beef with You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to keep it in the music, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're going to keep it. Like, me, I keep everything in the music. If you want to say something to me, say it in the music, like, you know what I'm saying? Get you some money off of least. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, when I seen him in the studio, I was like, damn, I'm proud. I'm proud of y'all niggas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he like, yeah, bro, like, fuck all that bullshit. We like, yeah, we patched things up right then and there. That's cool. When you saw him in the studio, you didn't think like, oh, boy. I didn't see him. I seen Fani, I seen a video of him and Fani in the studio. Oh, okay. I haven't seen him. In a couple years, actually. Oh, okay. I probably ain't seen Yachty in like four years. We got to make that happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, Yachty. We yeah. looking for both. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there, you know, a corn dog somewhere. No, but we on the, we on to get money shit. That's facts. Um, do you regret doing the song with 6 9 or how the fuck did that happen in the first place? I don't understand. I can't regret nothing, bro. I ain't going to lie. How, bro, you know, like, the song is with Trippy Red. Yeah. And 6 9 Yeah. That's how it happened. Like you already had the song with, with Trippy. No. And then he wanted to hop on, or nah. Boom, like so. My nigga Kane Groceries. Shout out Kane Groceries. Gave me the name Sean, Young Sean. Shout out my boy Kane Groceries. Boom. He was like, yeah, bro. I'm with this new artist. He a young nigga, bro. He like 16. He go crazy. He was like 15, 16. I forgot what he said. Uh-huh. He said his name Trippy Red. You know what I'm saying? And I low key already kind of knew Trippy. But I didn't know him, but I just met him in Atlanta for Cody Shane's birthday. He was with Lil Wop. 
But this is before they they was just regular. You know what I'm saying? A lot of goats being discussed here, man. Yeah. I missed the little WAP era. Yeah, I was still a young nigga. All right. Boom. They used to DM me and shit. It's a crazy story. I'm not gonna get into that though. It's a crazy story. They used to DM me all the time, and shit. But so he was like, "Yeah, I'm with Trippy Red and shit." I was like, "I like Trippy Red. I ain't never heard one of his. I ain't never heard nothing. Send me a song." The nigga sent me Love Scars. Ooh. This one nobody heard Love Scars, nigga. I was mm-hmm. playing shit every day. Everybody, you knew. You're like, this is everybody it. Everybody like, man, turn that shit off, man. What the fuck? Who is this? I'm like, y'all tripping, bro. Listen to this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just playing that nigga. I'm playing Lil Trip. This man, you know what I'm saying? People don't even know who he is. Like, shout out Kane Grosh, because he helped me be one of the early niggas on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Shout out Trip. So then, boom, we linked up. We got a picture actually the first day we linked up. You know what I'm saying? It's still on the internet. Okay, I think I know what you mean. Boom. So we got in the studio that night. Motherfucking made uh made uh damn, what's the name of that song? What's the first name that everybody loved by me and Trip, bro? I forget. It's called uh Man, it's gonna take hey look it up real quick, bro. What's the name of that bitch? Trippy and no. Deeply scarred. Mm. Boom. We made that song the first day we ever linked up. Really? Yeah. That shit just boom. He that nigga dropped that shit. I ain't even, bro. Honestly, bro, my verse ain't even mixed. You can't even hear my verse on that. Uh. Like my voice so low because the verse was unmixed. You know what I'm saying at the time because the nigga was just this before niggas had budgets and shit, all that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Verses so unmixed. That shit. I thought it was ass. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, but just cause not what I was saying, but just cause how it was sounding like niggas couldn't even really hear how, what I was really saying. So uh-huh. people making up their own words, like. But yeah, boom. Then we linked up again in New York. You know what I'm saying? I was in New York and he was out there. He's like, man, pull up. He was with uh, Lil Wap and Six Nine. You know what I'm saying? This before all that. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is literally the day them folks took that picture like that. Right. No, I'm saying. The craziest you one know with the camo it? pants and Niggas it's like said, if a nigga throws in <laughs> yeah. he say, if these three niggas walk up on you, what you gonna do? Nigga yeah. said, throw a Zan on the ground, watch a fight over. <laughs> <laughs> there was just a picture of them with the camo pants, all the shirts off, and it looked so crazy. I literally just missed that picture. <laughs> That's so funny. I was oh, supposed man. to be in that picture. Yeah, but you probably didn't have camo pants on, so it might Hell not no, look I right, no right? Camo <laughs> pants on, man. I had on some number nine pants, man. Had a whole number nine fit, man. Okay. Boom. So that nigga had played a, uh, one of the tribute songs got leaked, which is that song, right? The Uwe shit, right? So that nigga was on the phone, six nine. He was like, six nine. I was like, man, this shit hard. I'm trying to this. Man, we should put Uno on that motherfucker too. Uh-huh. She was like, hell yeah, man. I was with him on the phone. He's like, hell yeah, that shit gonna sound hard as hell. Boom. So, which card is 969 versus already on? We talking about the man 69. This shit funny. This nigga 69 versus on the song and shit already. So, I just went to the studio. I went to 69 studio, meet Trips. 69. I think we still some shit on the internet, all of us. You know what I'm saying? Boom. And I just made that shit. I think I was on the tab too when I made it. When I, when mm-hmm. I did the shit. So, boom, did that shit real quick. We shot the video the same night, bro. In Times Square? Not just even in Times Square. Like, me and Six Nine shot, I seen. No, yeah, we was, exactly, we was in Times Square. Right. We was on this little back street on Times Square, like, 
Boom, shot a little bit of that. This nigga, uh, this nigga six now was shooting the video. You know what I'm saying? He was filming it, right? He was actually filming the video. Like, <laughs> he was the one with the camera looking at shit. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's a couple of my homies. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy because I still fuck with the uh, other two niggas to this day. Fig A film, I still fuck with them to this day. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? But they was there from day one. Like, we, um, I had met them with six now. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, they was their own collective. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They were just shooting his videos all the time. Right. But yeah, I still fuck with them niggas to this But day. did you get Shout removed from the song and replaced with X at a certain point? Was that what happened? Bro, this is the fuck shit behind the whole thing. Uh -huh. I mean, R.I.P. I'm, I'm glad they were getting this version just so that we can have the you know, record. I'm always on some OG shit. You know what I'm saying? I just want to know the details, you know? R.I.P. the dead, but... I mean, rest in peace, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Boom. This nigga X dropped the video on his page. We shot the video, right? Uh-huh. Boom. X dropped the video. Little link and shit on his Instagram. Right. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Went up. You know what I'm saying? This And it's crazy because... I always knew these. I always knew these little niggas before they blow up. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like way before they blow up. You know what I'm saying? Like I been new ex. That's why he. That's why he even fuck with me. That's why he even post video because he like damn. I know two niggas. On. You know what I'm saying? Been new ex. Been new everybody. You know what I'm saying? But he posted the video. By hour deleted it. Posted his remix on SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> on his SoundCloud though, right? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He at just the, he the liked time, the song so much. He's like, you know what? I like it so much. I'm gonna just do my own version. Exactly. Yeah. And then boom, they had that version. That's a good story. They should make, just redrop the song "Me X Trip." Mm. That should go up. Go to right now. But that song's not gonna be on streaming services in general. Right? That's a it YouTube exclusive. YouTube exclusive. Yeah. That's a streaming service. Crazy. YouTube is a streaming service. Right, yeah. But not as difficult to get some scammer right. shit up as it is on Spotify and stuff. Right. No yeah. scammer shit, man. Our authentic views. Right. Damn, that's a good story. They fucking the game with these uh, fake-ass views, bro. It's really fucked up right now. It's like, it's really so cheating right now. It's like, everybody got cheap. Yeah. But I really don't give a fuck about this shit. I'm on my currency shit. You know what I'm saying? My own wave, own... Fans gonna love me regardless. I'm getting rich out of my fan. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be the biggest artist in the world. You know what I'm saying? That was never my goal, actually. Right. I just want to make music and just capitalize off the music. You just gotta really believe that when you make that fucking hit, that your fans will help make it yeah. that. And that's hit. what it's all about. What the fans keep talking. All right. Hey, my fans. Everyone keep talking about. Man, I swear this man don't get the recognition he deserves. It's up to y'all to help me get that recognition. Like. Y'all supposed to be spreading the word. Y'all supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, proving niggas wrong. Y'all supposed to be showing niggas facts. Y'all supposed to blow me up, man. So from this day forward, bro, no more of that. We just gonna go up together. Hmm. Shine fan base. We gonna shine forever, you know what I'm saying? There it is. So what's up with your uh, brother, MDMA? He's the future. He's still making music and you still working with him? He's the future. He's a secret weapon right now. We gonna, he's a, hey, go follow him right now. Bro, for some reason, Instagram keeps taking his Instagram down. Oh, really? Like, this man that had Instagram with 20K off the fans, he then they took it down. Boom, had another one. Just hit 10K, boom, took it down. Yeah. He on his third one already in like two, three months. But yeah, go follow him right now, NDMA, Molly, NDMA on Instagram. Was he nice before you started working with him, or did you just 
like hear his music bro, one day man, and be I'm like, hey, you, he's good. I'm gonna tell you how goaded this man is, bro. His first studio he ever been in. I I moved him out here like when he was like 19. Mm-hmm. He like 22 right now. I feel like I don't know. I think he's 22. But I moved him out here when he was 19. Boom. He ain't never been in no studio. I put him in his first studio session. The nigga made a hit. Never been in no studio ever. But I knew he was going to be so fine because, like, he always used to write music. Like, my little brother used to have shoe boxes filled with music. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Going crazy. And I was like, fuck it, I'm bringing him out here. Like, he can't be in the trap no more. Like, he, get, he got down working nine to five, all that bullshit. Hell no. Nah. Come out here to LA. I'm bring you out here. You know what I'm saying? You old enough, I'm just going to bring you out here. You're going to mm-hmm. do what you do. You got, you know what I'm saying? You got to figure it. You got to go through your own trials and tribulations and work. I'm going to put you in the right area. Mm-hmm. Boom. Put him in the studio. That man's been going crazy ever since. Like, But, you know, he's still unsigned. So he got the biggest chance to blow up quick. You know, the people love the new artists. Mm. That's good, though. He's still he's still working. He ain't go crazy out here, like fucking fall into any of the temptations that you get in L.A. as a 19-year-old? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he found his song. I mean, like, we all did. Right. That's that's how you learn shit. I want him to. But how hands-on are you? Are you, like, really trying to make sure that he don't fuck his life up, or are you oh, going to let yeah. him make his own mistakes? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I let him make his own mistakes, but I make sure that he don't fuck his life up at the same time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to make your own mistakes. He's just one of the things. He got to learn from mistakes. Like, that's how he do his shit, so he want to hard hit at me. I'm sure there was people trying to tell you what mistakes not to make when you're 16, 17, whatever, and you still got to get fucked honest. up and do all this crazy shit just to figure it out for yourself, right? I don't trust these bottles of water. Why not? They're, they're unopened. We just ripped the, the labels off. Why the hell the labels out these motherfuckers, man? Because we don't want to give Arrowhead any free clout. Bro, y'all got Molly in that shit. I'm not going. No, I mean. Shit, we don't get these folks a free clout. That'd be a weird prank. <laughs> Uno. <laughs> Turns out. No, because you couldn't do a one-hour podcast like that because you're going to have to do like another three hours of Facts. Geeking out. First 15 minutes, that Molly Water kick in fast. That's real. We should do a Molly Water podcast sometime. The Molly Water Challenge. <laughs> prank. That's you real. actually should do that. I'm down. The Molly Water Prank. Yeah. Get some of that water. By the way, it's Molly. <laughs> no, but there's these comedians I know, and one of them like drugged the other one like when he didn't know it. Like he put Molly in his drink. What and people were really upset about it because he was with his wife and kids, I think. And then all of a sudden he's just off mad ecstasy and he just, and he's just got to deal with it. I ain't going to lie, that fucked up, bro. He's like he a 40-year-old dude, too. It's not like he's some spring chicken. He down there got down. Bill Cosby in the game. You know what I'm saying? I fought Rick Ross, but he ain't even know it. <laughs> Buddy put Molly out his champagne. He ain't even know it. That was a crazy bar. <laughs> but that was like one of the first times we That's really heard a motherfucker getting called out. Right. Ever. Nigga, like, hold on, nigga, stop the song real quick. Like, nigga, what? We were kind of used to rappers being able to say whatever they wanted up until that. Up until that point, because it was like, it's that's when women start first going really, mm. really hard with the feminist shit. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, they been going really hard, but it's like the new age feminist at the time. They like, hold on, bro. The world was at a pause for that moment. Bro. Like, Rick Ross is going to drug me? That was a world pause. Like, he been doing that. Mm. What you mean? You been writing this song? Oh, you recorded this a minute ago. And he just thinks he's rapping, just having fun with words. He ain't even know it. <laughs> I don't even think he meant to say that shit, though. Nah, I don't think he thought that I people were going to take it that way. I think I think he meant to say she put Molly in his champagne. He ain't even know it. Mm. Yeah, but he was just Rick Ross. Song. Or maybe like Rick Ross's lifestyle that he just can't even imagine that somebody wouldn't want to do Molly. 
I feel like he still do my. <laughs> Man, I can, I'm telling you, I'm 36. I cannot imagine what a Molly would Ray be Ross like. Ray went from bald head, bald head to hair. To, 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 I don't need that. I know it's not toupee. So I know he on some type of Molly. I want to see Rick Ross get to like Gucci Mane's ab status. I don't know how Gucci Mane did that. I don't believe that shit. I got some theories. What's your theory? I just think at some point he had to have some kind of surgery to clip up his fucking waist because that shit, his skin is Dior. strapped to his fuck. Oh, the, 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 the thing that squeezes it all in, there's that too, yeah. He was wearing that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him talk about it, I think. No, he was wearing that shit. I don't think that's good for you. I don't think you're supposed to that's be wearing That's probably how things. Gucci got that shit, man. Shout out to Big Gucci, man. But, but he must be know. working his ass off. We just talking theories, bro. We don't know how yeah. he got so buff. We just trying to figure it out, bro. Oh, God. It's just surprising, you know? you never seen... Bro, I mean, niggas really wanted to get the Gucci belly. I wanted to get the Gucci belly. I actually had the baby Gucci belly. Well, if you were a real drink hat, that's like a, yeah. a badge of honor. Oh, God. Mm. Badge of honor. When I came here the first time, I had the Gucci belly. You were working on it. You are like, check it out. Yeah, but I was, <laughs> what, 20 years old with the Gucci belly. Ben Simmons drank, no cap. Ben Simmons drank. I remember I was like, I had posted this picture. Bro, I had like 20 tech bottles. This all on me. It's still probably on the internet somewhere. Mm. I miss them days, man. Shit done changed. I miss them red. And uh, and uh, cream soda days, bro. Two hundred dollars a line now. You no, paid that yet? For red? I ain't uh, gonna lie, not I for that. red, but I hear, I hear a lot of two hundred dollars a line stories. I paid that. You would? I did. Did it hurt? It didn't. Oh. It didn't, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna talk about this. We gonna talk about off the ca- off the camera. Whether you just love the drink so much that you didn't mind spending two hundred dollars a line? I did some real fitting shit at one time, but like. I'm not a fan though. Okay. But it was one of them days, like, bro, I ain't said this shit in like a year. Where is that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One of them anniversary annual, I got to I gotta fix the itch. Mm. <laughs> just, That's real. But I do miss them days, bro. You can't even find it. You can't even find red no more. So. Mm. Damn. Game done changed, man. Real service. Real service note. If you keep your red bottles, if you still got your red bottles, you might find some some red crystals in the motherfucker. Uh. Real sippers know that. Know about the drink crystals. High tech diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's really high tech diamonds for real. If you got some red, Uno's DMs are open. Oh God, I ain't paying. <laughs> but look though, I ain't paying more than two hundred. Right. Hey, red going for like four five hundred a line. Mm. If you got it. Jesus. I remember Ben Baller like posting about how he was addicted to lean back in the day and how he was paying two hundred a pint. So now two hundred a line sounds kind of crazy, right? Two hundred a pint, bro. I ain't never experienced them days. I think you were, was, a baby. You, you were probably like eleven. Yeah. Ben Baller was sipping drink in the I was prehistoric fake, age, but I was definitely sipping fake drink at fourteen. Mm. Just codeine pills, promethazine pills, and two soda with Jolly Ranchers at the bottom. I was a young drug kid, bro. I was getting arrested. I was doing a whole bunch of hood rest shit. Right. Yeah. We lit now, baby. It happens. It happens. I done learned how to get fresh on the bit now. It, it lit. Yeah, you got the Dennis Rodman shirt under there? Yeah, the Dennis Rodman. On top he don't get the credit he deserves. He don't, because, you know, we, he, in the, we, in the, we in the day where that shit is cool now. But, but he fathered the way a lot of SoundCloud rappers ended up looking. Yeah, not me though. See him with the green hair and the tats and shit, and you're like, man, this guy looks like all kinds of different SoundCloud rappers I've seen. But he don't look like no SoundCloud rapper. He just look like exotic. He was just doing it before anybody yeah, else. He was did. just doing it first. He doing modern day shit that back then that shit looked crazy. Fucking on Carmen Electra. 
bro, bro, watch goat, bro, watching the goddamn uh, last dance, last yeah. dance. That's and what that took man me back. on the show with the toes out, oh, oh, over with the toes out, fresh hair on God. toes out, ugly feet, ugly as hell. He don't give a damn. That's how he got live, bro. He just ain't give a fuck, and that's why he made it so far. That that interview I did with him, we had to book it three different times because he kept getting fucking loaded in the morning. That's damn. a guy. He, he likes a drink or two. Right now, that man look crazy here. He look like he got his lips done. How the fuck he overseas with Kim Jong? I know. And then he got too drunk. If you watch that documentary, he got too drunk to meet up with Kim Jong. How you do that, though? <laughs> In North Korea. How you do that, though? They don't fuck with nobody. Yeah. But they fuck with you. And you went all the way out there, and then they, he couldn't even meet with you because you were too loaded. Right. <laughs> he trying to get loaded, too. We all know where we're going on. Crazy. Let me not say that. He might send a bomb. No jump. Nah. Just for me saying that shit. He knows what it is. He knows he got to chill with the drinking. Dennis Rodman must just really I love it. I talking about Dennis Rodman. Oh. Oh, Kim Jong-un. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll definitely drop a bomb here. No, we fuck with Cam. <laughs> we got a Korean employee, so he ain't going to leave us alone. She's South Korean? Uh, no, nah, she's North Korean. No, nah, my buddy over there <laughs> say he's South, she's South Korean. He's over, he don't give a damn. She probably is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. I mean, if she over here, she's South Korean. Yeah. She escaped. <laughs> escaped the camps. Shot North Korea. We, we, really we, we don't come in, in harm. I really heard they just blew up the, uh, the shit where they be making peace at South Korea and North Korea. Right. But then they said it was an accident. I didn't follow up on that. There's too man, much fucked up shit going on. It's an accident, man. Nigga accidentally killed himself in jail. Yeah. Well, how he do that? You don't believe that? Suicided. Mm. Suicided. What going on, man? Hey, I got my theories. Hey, man, if you know, you know. We're going to find out, though, because we're going to see his old girl on the stand. We're going to find out what, what she's got to say. Wine, what happened to uh, Weinstein? Ain't that his name? I thought he was spilling the beans. Epstein? No, Weinstein. Oh, Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, I thought he was spilling the beans. That's a good point, too. He's Did locked he get up suicide? now. I heard he had COVID-19. But no, but isn't he, like, sitting in there for, like, he's in there for mad years. That man say he's going to spill the beans. I'm ready. <laughs> I want to know what the fuck he's got to say. I want to know what they all got to say. I spilled the beans. I spelled the beans too much on this album. Yeah, that's facts. It's all about the album. Hey, yo, whatever y'all want to know about me, though, I swear to God, I put it all in the album. Like, I really just made sure that I, everything that I could talk about, that I feel like people wanted to hear, but I kept it subliminal, though, because, you know, that's what I did. I like that, though, that you, you obviously know that there's shit that people want to hear from you about. I never edit a nigga on Instagram or Twitter. Mm. I just want people to know that. So it could, I could be talking about anybody. You posted DMs though. I did. But that was that situation. Right. I could be talking about somebody else. Mm. It's good though. Like all the greats, I feel like find ways to take the shit that the people want to know about and put it into the music. I love it. I'm here for it all. I'm here for it all. I know the activist still holding it down. Still. I'm just going to go by the act from now on. I might just change my name. From Uno the activist, just the act. Start just singing R&B shit. Just act. Yeah. I fuck with that. The real act, though. Not academic. <laughs> you trying to get me caught up. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out academics, goddamn. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Uno. Oh, no jobber. Coolest podcast in the world. Go get that album. Download it. Get it tatted on you, all that. YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Like, comment, subscribe. I go fuck with my man's project. Yeah, we love it. There it is. Important historical document. Shout out to all the hives, all the internet nerds. We need y'all to dissect this whole thing. 
tell us what we talked about. We already talked about it, but now y'all got to talk about what we talked about. Where it's time to be alive, though. If you want to know something, listen to that song. If you feel like you want to know something, where the time to be alive. No cap. If you if you feel like you want to know something about my ex, <laughs> devil on your right shoulder. Mm. Yeah. There it is. Uno, appreciate it, man. Gang. Gang. You know what I'm saying? Dick. <laughs>